The Jesus Smart Podcast, to me, intelligently offers its listeners interesting discussions on important topics. In this episode, it's all about cultivating our over-the-horizon belief, faith, and action. There's a real sense in which our horizons are placed on a curve, and we look at a horizon, just like Christopher Columbus sailing to new territory across the terra firma. So we too, we walk by faith, we sail by faith, and not by sight. I want to share with you for just a few moments how we can worship and pray over the horizon. Number two, how we can visualize in faith and prophesy over the horizon. Number three, we can fix our belief set points over that curvature in our life. We can't see it yet. It's not manifested yet, but our mind is already there. We're already touching it with prayer. We're already touching it with proclamation. And number four, let's make it complete. Let's be more complete in our faith and begin to act as if, begin to take action with what's coming over the horizon. This is Brian Del Turco. Thanks for connecting with me today on Jesus Smart, the podcast, episode 193. Show notes page for this episode, jesussmart.com slash horizon belief. Podcast is heard on Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google, iHeartRadio, just about everywhere podcasts are heard. Also on manifoldministries.com. Check it out. Well, what is a horizon? A horizon is simply a place where the sky and the earth meet, right? whether we're looking at land or water. Lord Byron is regarded as one of the greatest English poets. He was also a politician. Here's his statement. Between two worlds, life hovers like a star, twixt or between night and morn upon the horizon's verge. When we come to Jesus, when we are transformed by Jesus and begin to walk with Jesus, we truly become people of the horizon. I believe Abraham was first called a Hebrew in Genesis 14. The word Hebrew, scholars believe, could be derived from a Hebrew word meaning to traverse or to pass over, to cross over, referring again to Abraham who was sent by God and crossed over into the promised land. Abraham is set forth in the scriptures as a prototype of the faith person for us. And Paul says in Galatians that we are the seed of Abraham in Christ. There's a Hebrew, the truest sense of a Hebrew in you, a person who leaves one territory and crosses over into a new place. Just like Abraham left Ur of the Chaldeans, traveled along the Euphrates River northwest to Haran in northern Mesopotamia, that fertile crescent region in the Middle East, and later in Genesis 12 was called down to Canaan into the promised land, a total, I believe, of about a 1,500-mile journey. In Hebrews 11, it says that by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place, listen to this, which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going, for he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Now, my friend, 
what do you feel God may be asking you to cross over into as you quest after the horizons that he is setting before you? You will need over the horizon belief and applied faith. Let me read a scripture to you from 2 Peter chapter 3. We are looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. According to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. My goodness, we are people of the horizon. That is the ultimate horizon, the coming of the day of God, the Lord's return, which will initiate the restoration of all things that Jesus spoke of. And there's some sense in which we hasten that day of God now. We're going to have to explore that sometime. And we're looking for the new heavens and the new earth. But all along the way, there are many horizons in light of this macro horizon, which is coming. And the Bible says that we now taste the powers of the age to come. And we begin to live now, my friend, a lifestyle of restoration in the now, foreshadowing the time of restoration of all things. Now, what are those things that we can do to apply our faith practically, to begin to take action, to begin to orientate ourselves towards over-the-horizon living? Maybe it's a new geographical location God is calling you to. Maybe it's a change, a pivot in your career, your business, your work. Maybe it's some phase of education. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe it's starting a family. All of these, some some interest, some cause, some uh, justice issue that you're to pursue and quest after. These are all many horizons that God may very well be calling you to and setting before you, which are just reflections of that macro horizon, which is to come. Yes, and we begin to live now with over-the-horizon belief and faith and faith-born action in our lives right now. It's an adventure. It's exciting. You're, as a human created in God's image, you're wired to be facing horizons. So what can we do? Number one, worship and pray over the horizon. Remember the curvature of the earth. You can't see in the natural what's coming. You have not experienced it yet, but it's there. And you want to begin to pick it up with that radar of faith. And you want to begin to worship and pray over the horizon. There's a real sense in which prayer is predicting the future. Think about the word prediction. Pre meaning before or in advance and diction meaning to speak or a saying. A prediction is a saying in advance of what's coming. And what worship does is it transforms us. Further, it conditions us. And even more, it positions us in faith. And we can now predict in worship and in prayer to say beforehand, to declare. Even our English word predict comes from the Latin which means beforehand and to say. That is a prediction. Think about Psalm 139. It says that even before we were conceived, all the days that were ordained for us were written down 
in your book, O God, David says, we want to say those pages. We want to predict and pray those pages and soak it all in a sentiment and attitude of worship. Yes, declaring who God is, becoming Christocentric in our worship and adoration, allowing the person of Jesus Christ to eclipse all the drama, all the distraction, all the resistance, to get so big in our, in our purview that we pray with a faith which will not falter, with a faith which is not double-minded, but is sincere and single-minded. And we believe we've picked up something of the mind of the Lord, of the counsel of the Lord, and we're praying over the horizon to that effect, to effectualize what wants to happen on the earth. Things want to happen in the heart of the Father. That happens through us. It's a partnership. So worshiping and praying over the horizon. Number two, visualize in faith and prophesy over the horizon. So we get before the Lord in his word, in worship, in prayer, and now we begin to speak forth and to prophesy what we believe the Lord is saying, what his promises are to you, what he's leading you into. We begin to visualize in faith. The Bible word prophecy in the New Testament means to forth tell the counsel of the Lord, to speak forth the counsel of the Lord. See, the Bible says the mind of man plans his way, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. Not only in yourself, but all around you, the mind of men and women are trying to plan certain ways and may even have thoughts about you. Your circumstances may be trying to say something about you and what your future looks like, but it's the counsel of the Lord that will stand. And to prophesy in faith means to foretell that counsel, to speak it out, speak it out over the curvature of your timeline. Let it address and begin to get on what's coming and begin to energize it in faith. Here's what I want to say. Get the word of the Lord on it and then get the word of the Lord on it. What do I mean? Get the counsel of the Lord, get the word of the Lord on that matter, and then through applied verbal faith, get that word on that matter. Uphold it in faith. Release the creativity of God in faith. Speak forth in faith. Visualize and prophesy over the horizon. Do I have a mirror here? Let me hold it up. Brian, what could it look like if on the most desired or even important or urgent edges in your life right now, if you were to consistently on a like daily basis, visualize in faith and prophesy on those horizons? what you believe the counsel of the Lord is. There will be a, shall we say, a momentum in the Holy Spirit, a momentum of releasing kingdom dynamics. The old school way of saying it is that prayer will, like that big flywheel, we get that prayer will moving and every day we apply faith energy to it and we keep that momentum going. So worshiping and praying over the horizon, number one, Number two, visualizing in faith and prophesying over the horizon. 
Okay, maybe I can just podcast myself into a peak state of belief and faith. All right, number three, fix your belief set points. Listen, the Holy Spirit is calling you to believe for things. There are things that want to happen from the Father's heart. There is territory to possess. There are spaces to fill. There are things to catalyze and to initialize and to grow and develop that want to come into this earth. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on the earth as it is in the heavens, in the Father's heart. I recently discovered the word desire. You know, David said in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you, right? The desire of your heart. Desire means of the heavens or even of the father. Think of the word like D-E of and S-I-R-E to sire or of the father or some would translate it, of the heavens. You see, when your heart is connected with the heavens, the desire from above becomes a very special thing. There are things that the Father desires for you and me. There are things in the heavens that want to happen on the earth. And a big part of our faith is sanctified or set apart desire, right? We need passion. We need desire. That's an element of faith. When that woman who was hemorrhaging blood for 12 years and had gone through all of this thing with doctors and had been totally liquidated of her finances and think of the fatigue and the shame and the reproach in that culture of her of her issue, she had desire and she snuck up on the Lord and pressed through that crowd and probably got low to the ground and touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus didn't even know she was coming. And yet healing virtue flowed out of him into her. And he turned around and said, who touched me? I felt virtue or power go out of me. What is that? Desire, passion, which will not quit. So fix your belief set points. I encourage you to journal digitally on your app or a old school analog journal, write down your belief set points. I don't know, maybe put them on index cards, put a little clip on them, throw those things in your purse or pocket, take it out once in a while and just scroll through those cards and pray and say and believe and keep it before you and remind the Lord, Lord, I believe this desire in me is of you. And I'm aligning right now of the heavens, desire of the heavens. I'm aligning my heart on this earth with your heart in the heavens. And I'm looking for a connection to see these things happen. All right. So number one, again, worship and pray over the horizon. Number two, begin to visualize in faith and prophesy, foretell what's over the horizon. Number three, fix your belief set points and don't be afraid of desire. Okay, we're going to close the loop on this. Here's number four. Let's be more complete in our faith and begin to act in faith. Let's begin to act as if. Prepare for the extraordinary. Fill your water pots to the brim with water so that Jesus can bring new wine into your life. Remember that Mary said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. 
Jesus said, fill those 20 to 30 gallon water pots with water to the brim. And, and, and after they did so, he transformed the water into wine. Do you remember the Old Testament account where they were praying for rain? And in this instance, they were to dig their irrigation ditches while it was dry and dusty, even before the rains came. They began to act as if, and really, in effect, began to create the channels and the distribution system of the miraculous and extraordinary which would come. And the scriptures are replete with this acting as if. What about Noah, who for 120 years built an ark (laughs) in faith before it rained? They really, even at that time, did not know rain as we know rain today. It was a whole different water cycle system. Scriptures are replete with this. What about the woman who was uh, in terrible debt and the prophet said to her, go out and gather vessels, as many as you can from your neighbors and as many vessels as she was able to gather in advance and prepare and act as if so the oil came and filled those vessels up. So beginning to act as if, begin to think, begin to say, begin to emote as if, try to allow your emotional life to to really latch on to your your renewed thinking life and begin to allow your emotions to rejoice. You know, it says in Proverbs that a, a merry heart has a continual feast. Joy is an important part of walking with God. The Bible says to be glad in the Lord. Our emotions are important. So begin to act as if, think as if, feel as if, begin to take action If you're believing to move and get into a different uh, space, begin to prepare for that. Begin to uh, uh, get rid of things. Begin to stage your house. I don't know. Begin to prepare. Go into minimalism. Create space for new things. Many ways that we can apply this practically. So what are your belief set points? Write them down. What do you feel is over the horizon? Keep them before you in faith. And the Holy Spirit, my friend, will give us supervision to see by faith over the horizon. You know, like a supervisor sees things that the average person in the enterprise does not see. You know, we are to like look over the temporal, look over what's now in our face and to have supervision or to supervise our walk of faith with the Lord and see beyond by faith. Let the eyes of our understanding in Ephesians 1 be enlightened by the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom in Christ, and begin to supervise. Supervision, that's what we need. Now, we need to run with others. We need to align with others in the body of Christ. Get in a group. Get in a cluster. Ask God for a kingdom friend. Ask him for a couple kingdom friends, people of like precious faith that are on similar frequencies. Get planted in the community of faith that God wants you to be in for this season of your life. Run with others. There are things that we must do, things that want to happen, things that we do individually and with others that we pursue edges on corporately, and it all fits, it all aggregates together across the nation and across the world in the body of Christ to advance the story of Jesus. It all adds up to that storyline, that narrative, that unfurling kingdom that is Jesus Christ, and that we're looking for that new heavens and that new earth. 
My friend, the show notes page again, jesussmart.com slash horizon belief. Would you share this with one or two of your friends? That's the most powerful form of syndication. Talk about it. If you talk about something with others, you'll have 2x, 4x the retention of the principles and the ideas that you're talking about. Even as you share it, even as you talk about kingdom stuff, there will be a special sizzle and kingdom dynamic on what you're saying and on your own retention and appropriation of these things in your life. Now, why do we call this thing Jesus smart? Is it because I'm smart? Are you kidding? No, it's because he comes to renew our minds. He says, learn from me. And we're questing after his coattails to have the mind of Christ and to think after him. And we believe that the future belongs to him, the new heavens and the new earth. But we also believe that in the meantime, as a witness to him for his story, he knows how this life works best. Jesus is brilliant. As we walk with him, we will catch his brilliance in a unique way right where you're at right now. 